0: This is a 38 Medicine production. Well, damn, another Tuesday.
1: We out here. Good morning. If it's not morning where you are, good morning anyway. Good afternoon, Saints. That's what's happening. Hello, Saints. So this is what we're doing today. We're chatting with you guys about all of the things. First of all, we're thanking you. We're giving a moment of gratitude and thanks. Yes. Clap it up for yourselves, all of our loyal listeners. And when I say loyal, I do mean loyal. And you know exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. You are the followers and the supporters and the lovers of the So That's What We're Doing podcast, who every week will literally summarize... <laughs> what we talk about, all of Leah's bullshit ass shenanigans, yeah, that. all of her mess, all of my situationships and foolishness, and you cope, you go back to Twitter, you go back to Instagram, and you are telling the people to tune in every week, to listen to us, to watch us when we are online. And we are so appreciative because we are a baby podcast. Yes, we Guys, are. We're, oh. we're new in the game. So thank you. To all of our loyal listeners, please keep telling your friends, your dogs, your clowns, your therapists, Side your baby chick. daddies, to tune in, okay? Because we we need you all's input and your voices, and we really do love and appreciate you for just listening to us and laughing at our mess. Yeah, That's the most important thing.
0: really do. And, and you know, one of the things that most people discuss from the podcast with me is date a daddy. And oh, yes. before we talk about anything, I have to give updates. So Ooh, fir- Jesus. first and foremost, I saw a tweet, and it made me laugh. It made me think of you. It says, dating an older man ain't always what is cracked up to be because we get in the middle of an argument he gonna say what's good for the goose ain't good for the gander son what the hell does that mean and that's the geriatric (laughs) shit I'm talking about (laughs) genuinely the geriatric
1: granny of it all
0: that's what I I mean
1: what (laughs) so you know what is funny when I was in college I was 18 I was a freshman at Howard and I met a guy who was 15 years my senior Mm. And we started dating. So he was like 33 when I was 18. And we dated for like, what, like two and a half years? years, I think a while, we dated for a while. And I remember my dad saying to me, cause I did tell my dad, I told my parents, yeah, this is my boyfriend. And you know, he's a lot a bit older than me. He was for the record. He was a student. He was getting his MFA at Howard in the master's program. He wasn't just like hanging out on the booty wall, snatching uh-huh. up girls. Uh-huh. So he had a job on campus. And he was, he was actually, Ooh. he was actually, the, <laughs> Wait a um, minute. he was actually, you know, like when you walk into the dorm and you have to show your ID to get upstairs, he was, he was like the, the, no, he wasn't an RA. He was like the monitor that sat in the lobby and checked their
0: IDs. Do you know, I know too many girls who have gotten caught up by the grown ass college hall monitors. I have too many friends that have had sex with the fucking monitors. Oh and you I'm were <laughs> you in love. <laughs> I loved it in him
1: and he loved it in me too. So that's how we met. And when I told my dad like, "Yeah, daddy, this is this is my boyfriend." My dad was like, "You know what? I think this is a good thing because like hmm. you're going to learn a lot from him and he seems like a really nice, genuine guy and you will learn so much from him." And I did. I did. I He taught me so many things about life and about, you know, how to maneuver in the professional world because he was in the... He used to run a bank where he's from before he came to Howard. So he was like very professional. He knew like things that I didn't know yet as an 18-year-old brand new freshman in a brand new city coming from, you know, McDonough, Georgia from the South, coming all the way to DC. He he learned me some things, a few things, you know, professional and otherwise, <clears throat> so yeah. like I I have a lot of respect for a man who, or a woman, cause you know, shout out to the Cougars who were out mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. younger and are not afraid to, to teach us a thing or three. And I'm, I'm like forever grateful and appreciative of him because even just like helping me with like professors, like how to send an email to a professor about like a, a grade I didn't like or whatever. He was, he was very instrumental in like helping me to maneuver and matriculate through like a very not difficult, but a very new time and unique time in my life. So, yes. And then, like, let's keep it real. On the sex front, like, get you an older man or older woman that mm-hmm. has been in the world, okay? Because they will have lain and slain a few dragons and snakes. Okay. Okay? hmm Yes. We can all benefit from that, okay? I think my, my old-ass husband just tried to peek his head in here. I learned some things from him, too. Okay, because he's also older. I've always, almost always dated older. And part of it is because men mature slower than women. Yes, And I don't have time for your bullshit and your shenanigans. I don't have time for you to be out here in these streets, okay? Be in these streets on your own time, not on my (laughs) time. Play with yourself, not with me. And I don't have time for that. So like an older man, a lot of the times is going to have a lot of those foolish shenanigan ways out of their system. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So again, I stand by... Hashtag date a motherfucking daddy.
0: Okay, well, also the other caveat to date a daddy was to date outside of your race. And I I sent Candace a text message of a white man <laughs> who approached me and was being weird as fuck. And so I felt like I gave it an authentic try. candace was I being dry in the messages? No.
1: No, you were not. You were not. I will give you that. That was not, that was a frog. That was not a prince. <laughs> But, but I mean, fuck boys come in all shapes, sizes, penis sizes, and, and colors.
0: colors. <laughs> well, listen, they do.
1: I, that's, I, don't let that turn you off. But I, I will let me say this too. So I think it was like maybe underneath one of the comments on our Instagram page. Follow us on Instagram. So that's what we're doing, pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. It was on like the shade room or something. And somebody posted something about dating outside your race. And I tagged Leah in it and said, oh, I yeah. told you so. Mm-hmm. And somebody is going to be like, they say something like... You don't be trying to impose your hatred for black men on us. You suck. And I wanted to be like, girl, if you don't take your angry, ugly ass somewhere down the street and shut up, like, like, why does it have to be black or white? Why does it have to be this or that? I have nothing but respect for black men. I was raised by not one, but two black men, my dad and my stepdad. I have a black brother. I have black uncles and black cousins, all of whom I hold in the highest regard. I never, pl- I didn't sit around and plot against the black male race and say, fuck black man, I'm gonna marry me a white man cause y'all suck. I never said that. I just happened to fall in love and he just happened to be white with a brown dick. That's just how my story was written. Take it up with the Lord, okay? Because he wrote my story. Well, but don't say I hate black men because you mad because you ain't got one, girl. And I mean, you are.
0: at the end of the day, you still ended up with a brown dick. So, I mean.
1: Okay, so I'm winning. But process. Round of applause for me. <laughs> Yo, shut up. Hey.
0: Hey, hey, hey. I, I will not do this with you today. Okay, Three. move on. A day to daddy, we're working on it. But you know what? My homegirl, Taylor, shout out to Taylor. She listens to the pod. She is hey, the hot girl coach, and she's about to help me out. So we're going to figure it out. We're going to have a hot girl summer. That's why I'm so hoarse, because I was out and about in these streets. So... <laughs> Anyway, and speaking of in these streets, now it is time for, so that's what we're doing in these streets, where we talk about what's trending, what's going on, and what's popping in these streets. Now, Candace.
1: What's the tea, honey?
0: Baby, Ciao. Housewives is... um. Got a lot going on. Okay. You know, NeNe Leakes is is the, one of the queens of reality TV, in my opinion. We love her. And um, love she her. sat down with an interview with Jason Lee for Hollywood Unlocked. And, you know, she obviously has not been in the last season of Housewives of Atlanta. And, you know, they asked her, what do you think about the show now that you're not here? Yeah. And, well, this was her response. Mm-hmm. I think it's very difficult to go to the burger
1: place down the street and think you're going to get a Happy Meal. I mean, McDonald's started the Happy Meals (laughs) in a very nice way. Go somewhere and think that you can feel the shoes of something that someone started. You know, in in another way, let me say, it's kind of hard to have the group Destiny's Child and take Beyonce out and still think you have Destiny's Child.
0: Now that's how you're clearer, bitch, okay? (laughs) Come
1: on, Nene Lee. Oh my God, God. That's how you clear yeah, okay. a bitch. Listen, first of all, I'm upset with the McDonald's reference. Like there were so many other references she could have made. Destiny's Child is fine. But like, who is eating McDonald's?
0: Stop um, it. Okay, well, just...
1: Your intestinal tract is mad at you. That's it, number one. It
0: is, but let's move on. Um, But yes. Number
1: two. So when I saw this, I it gave me great pause because part of me does feel like there is a missing puzzle piece with nini gone and i i will say that and i will say that as someone who um still has friends and acquaintances that are on atlanta housewives i say this as someone who um has a great respect for the housewives franchise as a whole because atlanta walked so that potomac could run period i say that as someone who is a georgia peach and has always lauded atlanta as the holy grail of housewives yeah nene did do a lot for the Housewives franchise. And I I say that like not just Housewives of Atlanta but the entire franchise that is Housewives. She did a lot for Bravo, okay? Like Bravo was rebranding when Housewives of OC came along. And when Atlanta came along for me is when the Bravo network really became a thing, um, became a mainstay at least in, in my atmosphere. And I can, you know, I know a lot of my friends feel the same way and she's talked about you know ideas that she has had and you know the way that she was able to bring her friends in the Kim Zolciak and Sheree, and I think Deshawn was maybe her friend as well um, Deshawn Snow so you 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 gotta put respect on Nini's name I also love Nini because she's a Sagittarius for one day yeah, apart. Sad. And she's always been super kind to me. People say she's a bitch and she's whatever and she's mean and whatever. But to me, she's always been kind. And I understand her because I get her energy and her vibe, the Sagittarius vibe. I say all of that, but then I will also say that there is nothing... Wrong, And a lot of times there has to be room for growth and change. And maybe Nene not being there was the time for Atlanta to shift and be on a new trajectory of change. What I wish is that Nene's exit could have been cleaner. Mm. I wish that she could have left in a way that she could have returned if and when she so chose to. And I feel like the way that she exits there isn't a lot of room for her to come back. I mean, anything is possible and I won't say it could never happen, but so much transpired in her exit. I just don't see how she could come back and that is what's unfortunate above all else.
0: Especially being like a founding mother of... A founding mother. Yes, a founding mother of, of the show. And I will say this, you know, usually Atlanta is full of drama every episode. This last season, it felt like it was stretching. They were trying to find something and so I think it did look like a well I told you so because the minute she's off the season it fell a little flat so you know listen Portia and her nonsense is going to revitalize Atlanta I cannot. okay well
1: let me look before you say let me go back let me let me go back because I have, I have to add something else to this too this is as someone who is a part of an ensemble cast people love to say that without X person, the show doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember guys and girls that it is an ensemble cast for a reason. One person cannot make or break. That's all. That's all I
0: will say. And uh, sips out of my So that's what we're doing, Mug. Anyway, um, but yes, as we continue. So that's what we're doing in these streets. We must discuss these new receipts that are coming out of Atlanta. You know, we all know what's going on with yes. Portia, Fallon, and Simon. And, it, you know, last week, Fallon said that she was going to sit down and do a tell-all interview. We're waiting mm-hmm. to see what that happens. Simon responded back and said, hey, listen, I got my own receipts. And my wife was cheating. And, you know, he named the alleged, what do you call him? Not a mistress, but a mistress store a mister like what do you what do you call it
1: what i what do you call
0: him uh, a mister yeah it has to be mister a mister yeah
1: well uh, 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 i don't know a man whore i don't yeah, know
0: yeah whatever it is simon jumped online and gave us his government his full name all that so social media has been buzzing and by the way you all know that i sit on my lemonade stand throne and i surely did <laughs> dm this man for an interview he did not you respond did not. yes i did no. Yes, the fuck I did. You, okay? I surely did. Oh my God. I surely did. He didn't God. respond back, but hey, Jalen. Jalen, if you catch this clip... Jalen! Just know, you can come over to the Lemonade. So that's where... Wherever you need to go to tell your story. He said Fallon has a truth. He's going to let her tell hers and then him. But while all that sounds good, today, Simon may have just busted his damn bubble. He posted... Basically a post saying, listen, my wife was cheating and I have more receipts. He put up a video of the security footage of Fallon and Jalen sneaking around. Avoiding cameras at their mansion. He said, the dumb fucks forgot the security cameras cover 360 degrees view of the property. You cannot come on the property without being noticed by security cameras. Shaking my damn head. There's more receipts if you need. And honey, I mean, the screenshots are vivid. They got this man in four yeah. fucking K. He can't deny yeah. he wasn't at the house. And, you know, listen, I, while I do think you could have friends when you're married, you have a, a family associate um yeah i don't think it's right to pull up in somebody's house it, it looks bad
1: it, it does look bad and for anyone who's curious the receipts are up on simon's instagram so mm-hmm. go get a gander there if you're interested this is all that i'm going to say about this
0: mm-hmm. um
1: it's very juicy i live i live <laughs> i live It's is very salacious and i i was clutching my pearls okay and i i live i'm in my house mind in my business moisturizing my kneecaps and i was like oh girl i had to show i was yeah this was a mess but this is what i will say. um gasp i want everybody to pay attention that's what I will say. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how loud certain people are and how interested they are in creating and weaving tangled webs for the congregation. The congregation mm-hmm. being you all, mm-hmm. you listeners at home. Mm-hmm. And if this person is so willing and able and interested in spilling all of the tea and giving us soup and biscuits to (laughs) sop up the gravy with. What makes you think that he's not going to do this for future? What am I trying to say for later on down the line
0: for future consumption?
1: Right. If he's willing to go this low for the woman that he took vows with, this is his wife. This is someone that at one time you held in some kind of high regard because you married her ass and let her be around your kids. And are still married. And you taking care of her kids and are still married. Hello. <clears throat> so if you're willing to disparage your wife, what else will you do? How else will you disrespect other women in your life? And don't think for one second, my sisters, that you are above reproach. Because niggas gonna nig, okay? <laughs> Even with new, new teeth and all, okay? That,
0: oh, I don't, that who
1: bought him? Maybe he bought him himself, I don't know. But they gonna nig, oh, okay? And that's
0: all I'm going to say on that. Jesus. So that's what we're doing. You heard it here first. All right. You did. Now, speaking yeah. of men and their characteristics, I saw this tweet and I thought that this was funny and I wanted to, to get into this a little bit. So it says, since so speaking of niggas will nig? niggas always have a weird ass desire to take care of their mothers. Like, damn, bro. If your mother wanted a responsible man, she wouldn't have chosen your father. Charge that shit to the game and focus <sighs> oh, the fuck on me.
1: This is too much for me. This is too much. Like, I can't.
0: Can you focus on me? I feel that shit. Because, like, I feel that way about kids. Like, that's why I don't date men with kids. Because I can't. I Like, I know you are supposed to love and support Lil Pookie. And I love that you love and support Lil Pookie. But I don't give a damn. Mm -hmm. I want to be with a man where I come first. I come I, I mean, I've dated men with kids, so I say this with regard to the yes. fact that I've experienced this myself. Your mama, your kid. Like, it says when you are to marry a woman, you become one flesh. Yes. You leave the yes. home. Nigga, like I can't stand you putting everybody else in front of me. So while I do think the girl was dramatic in the tweet, I feel that
1: shit. Okay, so when you dated these men with kids, Ugh. how old were the kids? How many kids were there? And did you have a conversation up front about what the dynamic would be like in your relationship?
0: Okay, so here's another thing, too, about men, especially with fresh babies. I really don't date men with fresh kids because no. niggas never know no, no. within the first three years if they want to be a family or not. I had to exactly. learn that the hard way. Messed with a nigga, oh, girl. had a one-year-old. He was back and forth between me and yeah. his baby mama, didn't you realize knew, it. should have knew me then. I would have told you to run. Yeah, no, Man, but I, I was young, that. dumb. All these are young and dumb, but I learned my lesson. Another Mm -hmm. man had a very young daughter. He wasn't with the girl. It was like a one-night stand type of thing. But he was really providing for the daughter. And I remember telling Mm. him, and this is, again, me being young and dumb, but I was like, I'm your queen. And he was like, No, you'll never be my queen because my daughter's my princess. And I said, Fuck them kids. Fuck every one of you niggas what? with kids. Can y'all leave me a baby father out in these streets? Because I will not date a nigga with kids after that. I promise you. Wow. I was dumbfounded. He said, You can't be a queen if my daughter is my princess. That was the last time we spoke.
1: Well, yeah. Well, but why not? If she can be the princess, he doesn't have a queen. You could be his queen. He said, no,
0: bitch. There's no royalty other than her. And I said, well, fuck you and her. Sorry, baby. She was cute, wow. too. but Yeah. Well, I should have known. I should have known, though, with his mother naming him Taiwan, but it wasn't spelled like the country. I should have known oh, that- well, Shout we, out to Taiwan. Shout out to Taiwan, who doesn't listen to this. But, you know, oh, just God. saying. But I get it, though, because here's the thing, though. I think in the black community, too, we oftentimes see, especially men who are raised by single mothers, glorifying their mothers, vice versa. The mothers damn near treating the sons like they're their man. And so I can see Mm -hmm. where the, like, unhealthy balance takes place. Comes
1: from. Yeah. I mean, we joke about that with my mom all the time. My mother has three children. She has two girls and a boy. I'm the oldest. My brother's the middle child and my sister's the youngest. For some, So you would think that like the baby of the family would get you know <laughs> all the right. attention and be coddled the most. And traditionally, I, the oldest child is treated you know with the most firm hand. And that was the case. My mom has always been very firm with me. But my brother is the one, the middle child, the son the boy of the family is the one who my mom will like dive into a pit of snakes for but if it was me and my sister she would you better you better get you a gun and shoot them snakes she's not about to go to battle for me and my sister the way she's gonna go for my brother like my mom will be dead tired come home take off her wig sit in her chair and count her money and be on her laptop planning her next world takeover her next world domination and my brother will come in the house and be like mom i'm hungry and she will get her butt up out of her seat and make this nigga a plate and i'm like oh but if i asked for a plate if i was bleeding on the floor and calling your name she would be like you better get you some gauze and wrap up your wounds you better be a grown you're a grown woman you need to deal with it you are you are an adult be mature and the same with my sister my, who is the youngest? She coddles my brother. She, like, allows him to do, you know, all kinds of crazy things and make all kinds of mistakes yep. that... My sister and I never made, my, we didn't really make a lot of mistakes growing up. Like You didn't have the room to. Crashing cars and like, you know, messing up finances and whatever. We didn't do all that. My brother was out here doing that stuff. And my mom, but if we, and if we bring it up, my mom is like, well, leave your brother alone because you was doing this yeah, and it you was back doing you. that. And it's like, mom, for real? So yeah, that thing with black moms and their sons is real. Yeah. That absolutely exists. And But going back to the kid thing, I also said to Chris when Chris and I were friends that I was never going to date a man that had kids or a man that was divorced for the same reasons, because I just didn't want to have to deal with one baby mama stuff. Yeah, And I also didn't want to have to deal with kids that were not mine, because like, I don't know y'all and y'all don't know me. And I didn't raise y'all, so I don't know how you was raised. Like, what if I want to spank my kids and your mama don't spank you and you in my house being bad, what am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to not spank you because your mama said so? No, you gonna get this whooping. That's how, I, that's how I thought. That's how I felt. Mm. And so when my situation changed and I became the woman that was eating her words because, oh, here I am falling in love with this man who was my good friend for many years, who is divorced and who has kids it was like okay well what so how do i reconcile this what am i going to do and <laughs> not reconcile and, this i can't how how am i going to fix this lord okay so we, what ended up happening is we, i just figured it out like chris and i had many conversations about how to be a family with children that i did not birth and it really does have to come from the person with the kids that is Mm. responsible for leading the charge. I couldn't lead the charge. I couldn't set Mm. the standard or the tone. So, you know, when, for example, when the kids come visit us or when when I first met them and we were hanging out and they were maybe you know doing something they weren't supposed to be doing it was Chris who had to be like no wait a minute you need to listen to Candace or Candace was talking to you or mm-hmm. you know, so whatever it was he was the one that made the correction and established up front that this is not your mom but this is a person that is in my life and that you're going to have to respect we've never had a conversation about higher Hierarchy or roles. Um, Mm. But as someone who is a bonus child, I have step parents. My mother had me when she met my step dad and my dad had me when he met my stepmom i understand both sides i understand what it's Mm. like to be a kid in the middle and for me not wanting to get in the way and wanting everybody to feel comfortable probably something i should a burden i didn't need to take on but i did anyway so I, i like i don't have an answer for that i don't like i don't know how you how you do that but i do feel like listen at the end of the day You have children, you hopefully bring them up, you raise them, you train them up on the way that they should go and you send them out into the world on their way. And when they're gone, they're out in the world. They're living their lives. They're meeting their own loves and friends and making their own mistakes. They're not. They're not here for you because they're out living their own lives. Right. Who you are and what you have when they're gone, you, that's on you to build. I, I firmly believe that children don't belong to you. They belong yep. to the world. Like you, you, you birth them, awesome and them. it's your responsibility to make them humans that aren't assholes that can go out and be productive in society. But they don't belong to you. They belong to the world and to Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> So when they're gone, you have to have set up camp and shop for yourself. So putting your children before your spouse is, is really for me in my humble opinion, a recipe for disaster. Cause first of all, that's mm. not what the Bible says. The Bible says God first, then your spouse, then mm. your kid. Okay. That's, that's, okay. What, that's what the word tells you. Okay. So this man who Ta- Taiwan, whatever his name was, <laughs> he went for you. No way. Taiwan, you somewhere fucking up because okay. you're you putting your daughter first and your daughter about to be out here with these niggas what you
0: shut, gonna do up, shut up shut oh, up wait shut up wait wait Wait! okay I do have a question though because I'm not gonna lie after these horrible experiences dating men with children I always said that if I did seriously date a man with kids I didn't want to meet them until we were engaged and people tell me that that's wrong yes I don't I don't <laughs> no. exist I don't want to meet them I don't want to know if we're compatible until I know you will want to be committed to me I don't want to meet them bastard I mean kids because I'm sorry (laughs) I don't, I don't, like, I don't want you to, this is Miss <laughs> Leah, this is Auntie, none of that shit. I don't <laughs> want to meet them until you want to know you want to marry me, because by that point, then we can figure oh it out. If they God. fucking hate me, they fucking hate me, but, like, I won't be no. mean to them, but, like, no, no, I do not, and some men are okay with mm-hmm. that. Like, I'd be like, I don't want to meet your your child's mother, I don't want to meet your mm-hmm. child, and I was like, I really hope that that doesn't offend you. Yeah. Some men are, like, side eye, but cool, because they're probably yeah. not in it for the long run, but... Mm-hmm. very clear. Well, let me, let me tell you
1: why that's a mistake. Why? Well, number one, I agree with you on the, the kid's mother. I don't just necessarily agree that it's, paramount to meet the mom right away, but you do want, as soon as you both know, you and this guy or this girl or whomever it is, as soon as you know that you want to pursue a relationship long term, and you know that you all are going to be committed to one another, that's the time to start to unload the things and be trading stories of baggage and stories of of stuff. Mm -hmm. And stuff is your kid. It's just like when you discover Okay, I think I like this girl. She's going to come home with me for Christmas and meet my family. The kids are a part of that bag, that bag, that baggage, that family baggage. And you don't want to get to the point where you're in love with this man and you know this man and... You don't know his kids. What if they are bad as hell? What if they are complete terrors? And now you are committed to this man and by default committed to these badass kids. What if, and this is a big one, Mm. you get with a guy and you've never seen him with his children and you finally are in love, you got the ring, you plan on the wedding. you got your gown and you see him with his kids and he's horrible with his children. He don't pay attention to them. He ignores them. He tells them to shut the fuck up. He calls them back. Bad, whatever it is he's he's just he's a he's not the kind of father you imagined that he would be. Now it's almost too late because you in love, you got the ring, you done put the down payment on the venue, you got you done picked out your croissants and your past hors d'oeuvres for the reception, you done hired the band, but you, now you're seeing finally, oh my God, he's not a good father, but you're you're almost stuck with him. That should be, you should not do yourself the disservice of not making that a part of the choice of whether or not this guy is the one you want to spend the rest of your life. The kind of parent he is, should play into that because what if if you all want to have your own kids who's to say you're not going to be this kind of father to his the kids that you all have together you don't want to put yourself in that position you need to get to know them not right away because I didn't get I didn't meet my bonus kids right away it was it was a lot it was some time but me and Chris were friends for a while so I kind of knew of the kids as his friend Right. But meeting them as his girlfriend, that didn't happen for maybe like a year or two years. I think almost two years. Take the time. But you absolutely need to know what kind of father this man
0: is. Okay. You, you said it like you said it was like a baggage and the kids. So I see it like as an Hermes bag, like and then the kids are the wallet. And you could easily <laughs> lose the wallet, but the bag still is nice. <laughs>
1: like no ma'am I'm no nope. okay
0: that's that's valid though that's valid and I, and this is the thing though when I do date a man with kids I've never been the type of girl because I grew up without a dad so I'm always here for mm-hmm. team involved parents but it is very yes. hard I genuinely have not dated a lot of men and I know that when I when I get my my man I want yes. the attention I want Want yeah. to be the focus, and so I just know with kids, yeah. that's not really for an active parent. Whether you, the yeah. kid lives with you or not, it's really not right. your first choice. Like if right. I get dressed up to go out on a date and your kid gets sick at daycare, I'm gonna be fucking mad. Yep. And like that's yep. that's the shit that comes with dating people with, with children. children. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say something else. Yeah, but. and
1: that's something to take into consideration. Like so, then you you maybe want to tailor your dating experience to men who aren't Fathers. having the ball. Well, and
0: I mean, these bitches out here ain't giving me a goddamn chance because everybody making these men baby fathers. Like, damn. Have you seen that video <laughs> that girl was like, can you leave me a baby father? <laughs> can you leave me right. one? can I have my own? Can I have no, one? Right. Like, damn. No, cause they, cause, cause everybody got a kid. They leave with their penises. Like,
1: they leave with their dicks. So it makes it hard. I just so want to protect it the hard, sex.
0: Like, uh, it yeah. makes makes my neck itch, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> Can get a man yeah. anywhere. Well,
1: scratch your neck and keep swiping, cause y- y- you yeah. never know what you're
0: gonna get. We'll see. Maybe so, I should, I should like okay. Maybe to increase data, daddy. Like maybe I should really try to get like go on like a date every other week. I was gonna say once a week, but that's a bit much. Every other week, try to have an outing with an older man. Maybe a different. I thought race. that's what you were doing. So no, you, I swipe and so I just just talking. Girl. Yes, because Candace, these niggas ain't talking about nothing. Like, I don't want to, it's just, it's just, my friend got me together at brunch. Like, she, I mean, she, she's living her best life. Like, and I, I was like, wow, I am not playing the game right. Like, got one yeah. nigga taking a here, taking a there, with the next nigga Ubering her to the next nigga. Like, what? Why? Oh. I need that. I to- girl. Summer. Right. I I need that hot girl summer. Like, damn. So, I'm I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. I've been going out. Like I said, that's why I'm real hoarse. I was at the hookah bar last night. It was drying my vocal cords out. But it doesn't matter. I was just out, and I'm I'm ready. We're going to see, child. We're going to see.
1: This is what I think. Mm I feel like... I've never been a proponent of the online dating. I know that there are people that have met their forever partners on the sites and things. But I like for me that stuff has really become just a cesspool of sex. It's just yes, like let me agreed. I'm I'm DTF, let me get on here and find me somebody that's Who willing else? to DTF with. Me. Yes, yes. And that's that's not what I was ever looking for. You need to go out and find you a man. And I think that this is the season to do it. Every Everybody is has out. been cooped up in the house for over a year. People are out here getting vaxxed. The world is opening back up. Some places have been opened back up. And people want to be out. They want to socialize. They want to meet. They want to greet and they want to be social. So now is the time to go out here and find you
0: a daddy. Yes, because I am vaxxed and waxed, bitch. And you know yes, what I'm saying? waxed okay like okay waxed and waxed okay do you have anybody like i would love for you to set me up on a blind date and then we come back on the podcast i feel like you know a lot of people
1: i'm the worst at this i don't i never know damn you know i did have a guy but he just got a girlfriend and he's like all in love with her wow i have to i have let me ask chris
0: chris would be a good person and chris knows me so yeah tell chris to like look it up and it'll be a blind date like we don't gotta know each other but I think that would be cute and then we can come back yes. to the pod
1: and have tell me what debrief
0: because yes yeah and you got fucking yes. 200,000 followers I'm sure if we post this somebody will put their cousin Ooh. in them in the chat Ooh somebody oh, in the dmv oh my god or 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 another idea what we could do put it on your social media let yes. the dms pour in people can you know hashtag data daddy also dm candace you pick yes. and you have them on here and we ah! we play a little love game candace you host it and um yes i've always wanted to be a talk show host yeah yes so so that's that what we'll do a- so that's what we'll do yes. for the next episode so we'll we'll um Spin the block on this idea.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Get these men. Because we, we're trying to get you hitched, honey. Okay. We need you to be in the mer- the married girls club, okay? The first and only wives club. Okay. okay?
0: Ring them bling. Or the second
1: wives club. Second wives club is alright too. That's cute. I'm in the second wives club. Oh yeah. We need you to be in the wives club. Somebody. Like in the forever wives club. Because mm-hmm. I need you to be able to join me in these conversations that married bitches are having. Like And what? speaking of having conversations as married bitches, I was talking to one of my girlfriends mm-hmm. a little bit ago about a friend of ours who is not married, who doesn't quite understand the rules. So, and I was inspired by this post that was on the neighborhood talk. It was a tech that went out to a group and this is what it said. The lake is set up for swimming. Make sure the kids have swimwear and definitely something to change into afterwards because it's very sandy and the sand sticks to your body. To all the adults that plan on swimming, be mindful that my dude is throwing this event. Have some respect. This is not a girl's trip. And I was like, at first I kind of clutched and then I was like, hell yeah, she right. So this is my thing. Mm -hmm. So in my group of girlfriends, there have been situations where friends within the group who are not married, still come around because you know you have friends we're all at different phases in our lives some of us are married some of us have kids lots is going on so you don't just dump your friends right Mm -hmm. so we're hanging out and sometimes we're doing things where husbands are around and you've got girls who don't (laughs) understand that we don't, we married women, we don't want to see your areolas out around our husbands. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to have to come around us at a group function with your cheeks out, with your Mm -hmm. breasticles out, clapping your cheeks, bending over, rolling around in the floor, and just acting, acting like you would in the fifth grade at the sleepover. This is not fifth grade. We are not at a sleepover. You are in my house and my husband is here. So you need to have some, as homegirl said, have some respect. So like- At I, a if, pool party? So like, yes. Yes, you're expected to be a little scantily clad because you're getting in the pool. A little thong, there's thong a swimsuit. a way to be scantily clad and not be disrespectful. Like this is a family function- there might be kids here. I don't need you to come around us with your thong on, with your uh, dental floss, bikini top, <laughs> like you're about to go to Miami and catch you a piece of man. That's not what this is, girl. Mm. And I feel like some women don't quite understand that. And it begs the question, you know, should you ditch your single friends when you become when you get a married, married woman?
0: Yep, yep. I've heard and that.
1: I Yes, yes. You think and so? as you go on your journey, As you go on your journey, Leah, you may find that it's necessary to do so. I think that there is a case to be made for both, for dumping them and not dumping them. Mm. It depends on how folks was raised, honestly, because I wasn't the first girl in my group to get married. I was single when several of my girlfriends were getting married. But I was raised by a Black mama who taught me how to conduct myself when there are men in a house. Like, if I'm going to a sleepover, even... And somebody's dad is gonna be in the house, or there are older brothers in the house at the sleepover. Yeah. My mom always told me, make sure you bring your long pajamas yeah. and your robe. So if you have to come out of the room to go get some orange juice or something, the you know, you're not disrespecting the men, the people in the house. Right. So that that's just something that I was taught. And it translated and was transferred to me as I got older. If I'm out with my home girl who's married, I'm staying at her house and her husband's there, I'm going, I'm gonna be fully clothed, I'm gonna have on a sweatsuit or like you know a sweatshirt top and some pants i'm not that are not like showing all my butt cheeks and you having having my ass hanging out that's it? just how i was
0: raised but wouldn't the idea of that be the same way of like are you essentially saying that you can't control your husband or your husband can't control himself about around other women because that would that would be the people's argument i can already hear people hearing yeah. what you're saying and saying but candace like are you saying your husband cannot control himself around other women mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And my answer to them would be no. But I also don't believe in creating temptation where there should not be. Temptation Mm -hmm. is a real thing. It's the devil Mm -hmm. and nobody is immune to it. So why create chaos and temptation where you can control and quell that devil? Mm -hmm. And that goes both ways for Mm -hmm. me and for him. Everybody's out here looking and doing whatever. But why would I invite the devil into my house when I can keep the devil out there where he belongs? And the mm. devil is in your titties with your single ass.
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What now? And I always feel a little awkward around these conversations because I'm always the single friend you know there's always those conversations online about like do you let single people give you advice in your marriage and it's like bitch you ain't dating nobody and you miserable but you giving all the because i'm that friend my friends call me I'm like girl this is what you should do because really what he shouldn't be doing like bitch call me ayala because i'm fixing bitches wow. lives i'm loud about it like i'm that friend like i know Like, I know my friend's husband hates me. Like, every time she's going through some shit, she's, like, in the closet on FaceTime with me. And her husband's like, are you okay? Who are you talking to? And she's like, Leah. And I'm like, don't say my name. Because I know. I know. He's probably like, what this single-ass bitch? He be trying to coach me through my dating worlds. He's like, what this bitch going to tell me about my marriage, my relationship? I'm that girl. Like, always giving the fucking advice when I'm single as hell but I do feel like you know th- there's always this like double standard about like single people and the way we can insert ourselves with married people mm-hmm. and the in the realm in which we can give advice and talk about yeah. things and I think sometimes it's like a principle matter and I, I can see both sides of the, even the pool argument you know what I mean on one hand if yeah. I go to a pool and I got a nice little cutout, who says I want to take a picture about a pool and be cute you know what I'm saying yeah. um, but on the yeah. other hand I do understand because I do know that when I am married i want motherfuckers to respect my shit that's why exactly i don't play with married people i don't play with married men yes. i don't talk to you what? i don't laugh with you i don't be at your house mm-hmm. without mm. you like i don't play that shit okay like i don't no. even have my friend's man's numbers in my phone no. because what you will and never you say laugh. is oh well no 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh-uh
1: no, nope. the only people that have my husband's phone number are like my best of best friends who are also married. And they only acquired the number through some organic fashion where it was needed because they were trying to surprise me with something or
0: something. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I personally am just like, Ooh, I get both sides of that. But I do get it because it's just like, what what is the conversation when you tell your single friend like, hey, you're a little too single for us. Like you're a little um besides it's, yourself. It's not.
1: Well, this is and this is let's let's talk about that. Let this serve as like a single person 101. I'm Professor Dillard Bassett. Come <laughs> and sit down. When your friends are getting married, this is something that single people just need to be aware of. You Mm. need to prepare for your married friend for her life or his life to change. And it happens when you get married and it will happen again when your friends get pregnant. Priorities are going to change. Mm. Going out is going to change. It doesn't have to change a lot. Like I was out with my girlfriends last night. One of them is married and one of them is single. And we were out until like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was fine. I don't do that all the time, and Chris doesn't really do that all the time either, but it does happen less frequently when you get married and even less frequently when you have children. Yeah. So it's, and that's just something, single friends, we love you, but that's just what happens when you invite a loved one into your life and you, you tether yourself to your man or your woman. That's just what happens. So be prepared for that my single cousins. Because mm-hmm. that's that's going to happen. And you just need to be prepared for it and respect it and be willing to work around it. And be okay with, you know, hey, I would love for you to come out, but I know you know you've got the kids or you you're hanging with your husband. Maybe invite the husband to come out and you get your your boyfriend or your girlfriend and y'all do a double date. There are ways to make it work, but just be prepared for the shift, you know, some of your time to be replaced. Yes, the shift. There will be a replacement of you sometimes with some with some married people because married people. People have to stick together because marriage is a fucking jungle. Okay. It's the wild fucking West and shit gets crazy sometimes. I sometimes need to call my married friend who's been married for, you know, six years longer than me to say, girl, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. This nigga is crazy. Like, why is he acting like this? Right. Why is he doing this? Why is he saying that? I need to be able to do that with someone who has been in that space for longer than me because the advice is just different. Mm. It's just different than, than the single advice because, I mean, you, you can't just walk away. And you got to be willing to compromise and give and take and understand and respect all that shit, all that stupid married people shit. I need a married <laughs> person to tell me that period.
0: Yeah. I know. I literally was just having a conversation with a homeboy about this. Cause we're both single with no kids. And we were talking about like the idea of like the transition of literally being by yourself and then finding a partner living with someone doing, you know, your new life. Because I'm going to be honest, like I really fucking enjoy being single i really enjoy like not having to deal with people in my house i enjoy like being by my goddamn self and so you know i was discussing with him and he was like i'm almost nervous that like i enjoy it too much and the transition would be too harsh on the lifestyle that i already have and i Mm. was like damn i kind of feel that way too like when people stay over in my house after day two bitch i'm i'm like (laughs) you could go (laughs) You Gotta can go guess. home. Like, bitch, this has been great, but you you can go home. Like, I don't, you know, so it it, it it's kind of terrifying to think of, like, the way that, yeah. like, shifts so drastically when you are single compared. I think yeah. that's why it's also difficult sometimes to comprehend, like, that things move yeah. a lot yep. differently that's when fair. you are single versus being married.
1: That's fair. And I think that's why... I think our parents and our grandparents a lot of times had such an issue with our generation waiting so late to get married and waiting so late to have children. Because what they knew that we didn't know at the time Uh-oh. was that the older you get, the more set in your ways you become. Mm. That, and that's my thing with having kids is my friends that had their kids when they were young. You know, they didn't have much. They were still figuring out life. They didn't have, you know, the nice cars and a nice house and, you know they're, they're in their careers and the way that they wanted to be. They right. were still figuring out life, and they got to figure out life with their kid. Whereas I'm in a position where you know I'm I'm older, I'm more settled, I'm more into who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of the nice things. I I want more nice things, but I have a <laughs> right. lot of nice things that it, it makes it a challenge to have kids and be like I want a Porsche, but I also want a kid, but I don't want my kid barfing and <laughs> spilling Cheerios in my fucking Porsche. Right. And the same can be. Said with marriage, like the older you get, the more in your ways you become, the more confident you become and solidified yeah. you become in who you are as a woman. And you're less willing to tolerate bullshit because you don't need to grow together. I'm grown, motherfucker. So you need to be grown too and meet me at this grown corner or get out of my life. That's how I was at 26, 27 when I I wasn't, I didn't know who I was going to marry yet. So I I can only imagine the closer you get to 30 and into your 30s, people that are dating in their 30s and 40s who've never been married, I know that's a challenge. And that's, that's something that you have to kind of meet each other as a couple in that space and be willing to do that harder. Well, not, I won't say harder, but do that challenging work of breaking down some of your walls and being willing to let one another in and trust one another enough to make your bond stronger than your habits.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because I want to kind of go back to something you said. You talked about, like, growing and just having a better understanding. Do you think that the reason that the divorce rates are so high right now is because people are, like, coming into their selves, especially during this pandemic. We saw crazy divorce rates. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of times, too, when you get married and then sometimes when you spend an unnormal amount of time with somebody, you're like, fuck, who did I marry? But you grow. And I think, like, you know, people say you never stay married to the person you married at the time you married them. Everyone shifts goes through life and I know people always try to play about Tyler Perry but one of the famous quotes that Medea said is you make sure you date somebody in all seasons all four seasons mm. when they're happy when they're broke when they're sad when they're because you don't know who a person is until you've seen them in every season of their life yeah. and so when it comes to shifting when, when someone experiences extreme grief or debt or loss yeah. they become a different yeah. person and it might not have been the person yeah. you married and they might not be the same person anymore yes. and so when you talk about like going back to that That was something that made me think like, is this why maybe more people are getting divorces because we're growing out of love with who we thought we married?
1: I think that a lot of the people that are finding themselves in separations and divorces post pandemic has more to do with not knowing who they married when they got married in the first place. Mm. Because a lot of people get married and, you know, you like Medea said, you you learned them in maybe one, maybe two, maybe even three seasons, you learned them. But it's that that last season of Being in a situation that no no one living has been in ever in our lives of being shut in, living in a pandemic, living in a time of extreme uncertainty. It's all over the news. People are losing jobs, losing homes, dying, families are being ripped apart. People are dying at alarming rates. I, I'll never forget being freaked out by, you know, the the news coverage of the morgue being so full in Their parts trucks. of New York City that they had to bring in refrigerated trucks to hold all of the dead bodies of, of the people that had passed away from COVID. So mm. that's a lot of trauma yeah. on one person. But then you put it on two people who were before a pandemic going to work every day. Dealing mm-hmm. with their kids, you know, homework and shuffling them from daycare to school to cheer practice or whatever. Right. And you're really only dealing with your spouse in the evenings, on the weekends, in the morning for five minutes when you're making oatmeal for the kids. And in between, you're living your life at work with your your work friends, your work husbands and wives, you know, your after work activities, whatever you're doing. And you're not really understanding the human being that you lay next to every mm.
0: night.
1: And the pandemic forced everybody to really look at who they're laying with. And I think a lot of people discovered that they did not know or like who they were married to. And maybe, I, well, I not maybe, I do, I believe that in addition to that, people were in a state of duress mentally. So maybe even they may have known who their spouse was, but dealing with such emotional turmoil and trauma living in a pandemic it just changed people it did yeah and you realize and discover wow I don't like you or I don't know you and I'm also dealing with what I don't like or know about myself Mm -hmm. because I'm stressed and depressed living in this pandemic, and it's just all bad. It's all bad, so you got to go.
0: See, and that's scary, though. Like, the idea of, like, not knowing who you're laying down with. Like, I always think of, Um, like, episodes of, like, Snapped and shit, where it's, like... mm -hmm you could be in love and be and you do not know the person that you're fucking marrying and that shit is so alarmingly scary to me like I just cannot Mm -hmm. imagine all the girls who are on those things are like I never knew that Jason had a mean (laughs) streak and it's like oh shit no no
1: with one arm missing
0: yeah like he chopping fucking people up in the backyard on the patio where he proposed Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. scary as hell and like so when I think about that as like a single person I just be like Oh, Lord, the fear can can wrangle me in.
1: Yeah, well, that's also why it is important to be in conversation with the Lord about who he's going to send you. Don't just mm. be out here all willy-nilly, left and right, going on dates and not seeking guidance from above, okay? And if mm. you don't believe in him... Whoever you pray to, you need to be praying to Buddha, to the shaman, to the man in the Quran, to Allah, whomever you talk to, you need to be talking to him about what kind of person is supposed to be in your life and ask God to prepare you Uh -uh. for your spouse. Because Uh -uh. for as much as you want someone to come to you ready, you got to be ready for them. Okay. So prepare thine selves Mm -hmm. while you're asking God to bring somebody into your life. And you don't have to, you will not ever have to think or worry or be stressed about is this the right person because you will have done the work in your spiritual life whatever that looks like to prepare yourself to have the right spouse I'm not worried about whether or not Chris is the the right one for me partly because the pandemic showed me without a shadow of a doubt that Chris (laughs) is my one like that we the, we, we learned that this was a perfect match because we knew what to do. We knew, okay, I need this floor for these few hours. You're going to take that floor for those few hours and we'll meet in the middle at 6 o'clock. And we were both fine with that. And for people who, you know, everybody doesn't have the luxury of having a space that's big enough to do that. So yeah. then somebody needs to go to Starbucks. Somebody needs to just go outside, go sit in your car, yep. go do whatever for those hours and, and take the time apart. But it is so important to prepare yourself for your spouse so that when you do get in a situation where you you think that you found the right person, you don't have to worry about if the work has been done because you have done the work, whatever that work looks like. And then you just got to trust it. If it doesn't work out, that's why we have divorce. But you cannot go into a marriage or into a long-term relationship that turns into a marriage with doubts and fears. You just, you you can't. And, And honestly, when you're with the right one, you won't have those doubts you mm. will know you will just know it may not even be something that you can articulate but you will know that it's the right person and if you have doubts maybe that's not the right one
0: mm. well you preaching on that because I tell you what I want my own bedroom separate from our master bedroom in my house I saw this online it was like a debate and I I learned and then I have a homegirl who is engaged and her and her man have like their master room but he has his own mm-hmm. room and I'm just like <laughs> wow in an apartment and I'm like you know I just want to have a separate place sometimes like sleeping with people is not ideal like all the time yes. I love it
1: and that's fine that's the beauty of a marriage too is that you know you define the parameters of your relationship people be having you know third people come into their bed and they be doing mm-hmm. threes and fours and fives people be having if you <laughs> want to have a billy goat come and get in your bed with you and have sex, that is your right it's your marriage the marriage bed that is undefiled <laughs> undefiled okay that's what the B-play says hallelujah <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's what it says, honey. And we go by the word in this on this podcast. Okay, the word says what the word says. Come says, on. Well, not all the word. A lot of the word is right. Not uh-huh. all of it, but a lot of it is.
0: Oh, wait a minute. We're gonna have to have a discussion about that one.
1: Listen, listen, there are some things. There are some things. There are some things that I don't necessarily agree with. And the Lord, you know, the Lord, He knows how I feel about those things. Especially with it being Pride Month, it's important that that we. Yes, we, happy Pride understand. Month. Yeah. Yes, happy Pride Month. The the Bible. The Bible has some things that are can be up for interpretation and certain yes, people like true. to take those things and interpret them in a specific way to make a case for bigotry and hatred but that's another podcast okay. for a different day okay, okay? on this day we're talking, the marriage bed is undefiled so mm-hmm. do what you will in your marriage room in your marriage bed and chris and i have separate bathrooms and we believe Ooh, wholeheartedly that we that. would be divorced if we shared a bathroom divorce oh, like shit we had a bathroom to share so we don't do that we don't share closets there are rules that we have set in our marriage that work for us and i'm Nobody can tell you how to make your marriage work for you, period. And that's the beauty of it. You are creating this oasis of love for yourself, for yourselves, plural. It's the two of you.
0: And that's, that's how you end it. Like, that's, that's, you know what, we're done on that note.
1: That's what we're doing, okay? We are, we are living in undefiled marriage beds (laughs) with separate bathrooms, (laughs) bedrooms, closets. And we are pleased and happy as punch. Okay.
0: And we, as in me, are still looking for all that. So, um, (laughs) again, hit Candace up on social media for this this blind experiment that i think that we're about to try to get together but listen make sure you guys listen subscribe download and watch us on youtube just go to youtube and type in so that's what we're doing and you can see all our previous episodes and everybody's been showing us so much love like so many people have just talked about the episodes and talked about how they feel like they're kiki with us and that's the whole point so shout out to all our faithful listeners yes we love you guys so much and you know what we'll be back next week peace till then